0: Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It is November 4th, 2023. We are here to talk WWE Crown Jewel Some fun stuff, some repeat stuff. We got it all for you here at Fightful. Uh, This show brought to you by Helix Sleep. Brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. As well as Fightful Select. If you have never checked out FightfulSelect.com, boy, are you missing out. If you like backstage news, if you like exclusive news, contract news, uh, show rundowns, finding out who producers are, additional podcasts, all that stuff, you can get it at FightfulSelect.com for just $5 a month. We had the rundown of this show, the producers, the predicted match times as well. Uh, we had news on Karrion Cross and why his segment was pulled from this week's SmackDown and what the future is uh, there. We have news on Kyrie Sane as well, who is back here in WWE, as we had mentioned a couple of months ago, but Uh, Yeah, that's the easiest way to support us. $5 a month or $54 a year helps that out. But, hey, if you're here right now, you're talking about this show, you want your question or statement read on the air, do what our great moderator uh, Luis is saying here. Send in your Super Chats, which are here at youtube.com slash Fightful, or Humper Chats over at humperchats.com. I promise Humberchats.com is not going to send you to some uh, dirty webcam site. It'll send you to our dirty site where you can tell us what you want to talk about, uh, what statements you want addressed, what questions you want answered. Uh, We have unique access to, uh, quite honestly, uh, more news than anybody else in wrestling. So uh, that's where you can get your questions or statements answered. Uh, We are also live on Twitch as well. But again, if you like getting those questions or statements answered, I do a Q&A show every week on FightfulSelect.com and Ask Grapsity does one every other week. Bit of a programming note. Usually, right about now, uh, you'd be uh, talking some post Grapsity stuff. But they are going to be on Sunday. Phil and Reg uh, sharing their thoughts on this show. But let's jump right into it. Get those super chats. Get those humper chats in. Please leave us a thumbs up as well. We have a ton of great content on this channel, including uh, interviews this past week with Titus O'Neil and Heath Slater. The Heath Slater one was one, was one of my favorites uh, in recent memory. But we started off with a rare kickoff show. And I think it's smart of them to get Sami Zayn on this program because this guy is just, he's over in general, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like he's not over everywhere. But man, in Saudi Arabia, this guy has, he's beloved there and they adore Sami Zayn there and again they adore him everywhere. I think he's a future world heavyweight champion on Raw based on the way that things are are going and the trajectory that sort of we're seeing right now. But as things stand, uh, like Sami is one of those guys that is still getting phenomenal reactions and especially over there. I saw Matt Kuhn say he's sort of like WWE's Bret Hart in A guy who is over in the States, but, man, you take him somewhere else, and it's just unbelievable the reactions that he gets. They love him in Saudi Arabia. And having him in there with a guy that can afford to lose in J.D. McDonough, a guy that you know is going to have a good match with him in J.D., and can sell like crazy for Sammy. It was mainly a Sammy match. JD got busted open, like, on his on his ribs, on his hips, something like that as well. Uh, so I'll look to find out a little bit more on that. Looked more like, you know, a contusion or something of that nature. But <clears throat> Sammy got the win, and I'll tell you what made me happy. He won with a blue thunder bomb. Now, I don't know the specific reasoning yet for this, um, and I'm hoping I can get an interview with him sometime soon and find out why, but it's such a beautiful move visually. Like, I love that move. And I think that that he and Christopher Daniels do a couple of the best that I've I've ever seen. But Sammy specifically is just a work of art. And I kind of like how he went halluva kick and then you get the rebound, which is where either somebody hits the buckle or somebody hits them in the buckle and they sort of walk out, stumble out. But JD kind of fell down a little bit. Then Sammy went that route. It's such a wonderful move that I'm like, I've always wanted it to be a finisher, but especially when it follows the move that he's used to finish people, I think it works really, really well because Sammy has already established, well, the Blue Thunderbomb isn't necessarily a finish. Haluva kick is. But if you just swap those around from a psychological standpoint, it also makes sense as to why all of a sudden it would start to become a finisher. So I just... I think that was really, really smooth. I thought that was really great. Big fan of how they did that. I just, I, I dug that so much, man. That had me in a good mood all day. <laughs> the Sami Zayn blue thunder bomb. And Sami Zayn picking up wins. That's what I want to see of. I want to see more of that in wrestling in general. Give me people getting wins to add importance to what it is that they're doing. And that's what they did with Sami Zayn here. <clears throat> Kicked off the show, Seth Rollins defeated Drew McIntyre. Trey Way says, "Osprey quote tweeted, Seth's win tonight with the eyeball emoji. Odds we see him in a WWE ring is Randy guaranteed before Survivor Series. Randy is not guaranteed before Survivor Series. Uh, I can tell you guys how I would handle it, though. You're going to have a lot of questions about CM Punk for Survivor Series. No matter what WWE tells me, regardless of what they tell talent, you are going to have people questioning, is CM Punk going to be there? And if if you have a situation where you're going in with a mystery partner or somebody just with question marks around, oh, who is this going to be? They're going to think it's Punk. They just announced War Games today. FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, best $54 a year in the business. Reported that three weeks ago. I had heard early on that the plans for Randy Orton involved war games. Now, I can't speak to how that goes now because things change as with the cross story that we did earlier. But if you're going to have like a question mark mystery person around there, I think you need to announce them beforehand. But I also think that Triple H should probably do media and be like, you know, we ain't bringing in punk and he should also say to subscribe to Fightful Select. Will Chisholm says, SRS, did you hear anything about Vince trying to get into Gorilla? No, I haven't heard anything like that. He was in Saudi Arabia last week for the Nganu Fury fight, which I hope we see another one of. But um, I haven't heard anything about him beyond that. Michael Hayes, uh, I don't think, was there. Uh, Michael Hayes, a rarity, did not produce any of the bloodline stuff or the bloodline contingent stuff, which is, is very, very rare. Usually that is something that Michael Hayes does. Now, maybe, you know, he did some of that remotely, but he was not on the producer list that we had on FightfulSelect.com. Regarding Will Osprey, I know what he said in the past. He said that he wants to stay in uh, the UK. He has said, well, also, I, you know, I, I prefer living here. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. <clears throat> I can tell you that's opened up a lot. He has said it. It has changed. His stance has changed. WWE does have interest in Will Osprey. Uh to, to the level in which I can report. Um, you know, I'll have something on FightfulSelect.com on Sunday, but I can tell you they they have displayed some interest. It's just I'm sure there are some some snags, some hold ups, some possibilities regarding where will he live, how often will he work, etc. But I think he'll go to AEW, but I don't think it is a slam dunk. WWE can come in and offer him a ton of money. KE775 says, Seth versus Drew was fantastic. Then the show fell flat after that. Hopefully they have new storylines coming up post Survivor Series. Well, KE775, I got to agree with you. Uh, Drew and Seth was an absolute humper. I loved the buildup to this. It was a guy who wanted a shot, and he got his shot. And there have been a bunch of you know question marks about him. Is he in judgment day? Will he join judgment day? Uh was is Seth going to now in reality we know none of those people are gonna do that. But around this match, it devolved. And even though both guys kind of knew that the other one wasn't gonna join Judgment Day, it added enough like sort of conspiracy and and paranoia around the situation to devolve this from a friendly challenge into something that got more personal. Like Drew McIntyre talking about how Seth reinvents himself all the time and has to Seth going after Drew for, (laughs) you know, a lot of things that he could, couldn't do, et cetera. Seth has been, I'll put it like this. Drew was the chosen one. And within Two and a half, three years. By the time Drew McIntyre got fired, Seth was then the chosen one. At least they could portray that within the story, right? Because he was under the authority. This match hummed. This was incredible. The crowd was so hot for this story. And that's what you want to see. If you're going to sold chosen Saudi, in addition to making an absolute ton of money, you want to make sure that the audience is is lit you want to make sure that they are are there for everything i thought the entrances looked good the entrance way the lighting looked good uh the the crowd looked excited they bit on a couple of near falls that were just really really phenomenal there was the uh the seth stomp the first one after the super kick and the crowd bought it and then when Drew kicked out, the crowd reacted with that, oh, shit, I can't believe he kicked out of that. We, had, we saw a pedigree, but one of the things that I really loved was the phoenix splash where Seth Rollins landed on his feet, rolled through, ate a claymore to the face. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Drew's deal comes up. It's before before the next WrestleMania. He had told people that he was treating this past WrestleMania, which is an all-timer match, one of the best he's ever had, as if it could be his last WrestleMania because of his deal coming up. So I didn't think that he was going to win this one. Uh, Online AG had the, the money line Way, way, way in Seth Rollins' favor here. And I agreed with that. I agreed with that money line. But I want to say this the way in which WWE has built Drew McIntyre throughout this process of him not trusting anybody. And why would he? Why would he help Jey Uso? Why would he help a lot of these people? Because one, Jey Uso screwed him out of his dream. And two, None of these people helped him. So why is he going to go help them? I loved that. I think that his build has been great, even with the elephant in the room regarding his contract. I think it's been a wonderful build. I thought they did a great job with this. They executed the match extremely well. Phenomenal match. And then you had the drama afterwards as Damian Priest showed up. And he said, you know what? I'm cashing in money in the bank. However, we got a bit of a new wrinkle to this. Now, granted, I am so over seeing Cody, Sammy, <laughs> and Kevin against Judgment Day. Kevin's over on uh, on SmackDown, at least right now. But still, you got to deal with Judgment Day having the tag titles and him being over there. Cody won his match tonight, a slapper, by the way. But, Sammy's still involved. But at least, at least there's a wrinkle here. Sammy steals the briefcase, keeps Damien Priest from cashing it in. And they said, well, you have to have that in order to actually cash it in. And, you know, money the bank's been around for, gosh, about four, 19, 19 20 years now. I can't remember a situation where that happened. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love for somebody in the chat or maybe our moderator, Luis, to point out. And maybe that's happened before, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. And I think that's a, that's a nice wrinkle where there are opportunities that present themselves, but this person has to have the briefcase. And that would explain a lot why you've you've seen people travel with the briefcase and all that because you just never know when that opportunity will arise. I mean... <laughs> They've always been within the context of WWE shows, but still, I do like that wrinkle. I like that addition. Uh, I, I think that would I think that's I, I think that's a nice way to adjust things. DeShire says, Do you see Mercedes returning to WWE? I could see her returning to WWE. Right now she's planning on working with AEW, though. Considering the talent they have right now and how badly TK has booked a women's division, who joins EO and Kyrie. So we had uh, some notes on that. I don't know. I would imagine Saray would be an option. Maybe Asuka would be an option. I mean, I know it it seems stereotypical to put the Japanese women together, but listen, when they in wrestling companies, anybody will tell you the Japanese wrestlers hang out with the Japanese wrestlers <laughs> quite often. A matter of comfortability, language barriers, any of that, just the just the way that it is. I think a Japanese Women's Wrestling Stable would be really, really good on SmackDown if booked appropriately. Broadway Joe says, Tony Khan adding a zero with every Osprey tweet LMAO, but he's going to AEW. No way he passes up winning the belt in Wembley next year. I'm pretty sure WWE could go to Wembley as well. Like, There's nothing keeping them from going to Wembley besides the fact that they would love London to bid on them as opposed to them just going to Wembley like AEW is. But if I were if I were Tony Khan, I would pay Will Osprey a lot of money. He is an immediate main event top level star for that company, and he can cross over. Ke seven seven five says, "I'm assuming War Games: of Judgment Day versus Cody J, Sammy Kevin plus Io Kyrie Bailey uh, versus Bianca Charlotte Shotzi. Obviously, add names to each of them." I don't maybe they'll go Raw versus SmackDown for one of those. I think that would be good to put together a Raw and a SmackDown team cuz I don't want to see champions versus champions and all that stuff all the time. I I don't need to see that. But yeah, Judgment Day I would like to see it as Judgment Day plus Rhea. So JD Dominic um Damien, Finn, Rhea against Cody, Jay, Sammy, Kevin, and like maybe they get Jade or something. But what I think they'll do uh, are, I think they'll end up adding Randy to that somehow. That's just what I think. Uh, Seth Rollins says, uh, or, or sorry, Seth Rollins doesn't say this. Our moderator, Louise says, Miz stealing it from Otis in the build for their match Hell in a Cell, that's the closest to stealing the briefcase. Yeah, yeah, probably. But listen, if you're ready to steal some Zs, helixsleep.com slash Fightful as you covered. I'm not here right now. I'm on the road, and I'll tell you the thing I miss most is helixsleep.com slash Fightful. When I do travel, I'm always worried about the night's sleep I'm going to get but I don't have to worry about that at home. A few years ago, before there was a HelixSleep.com slash Fightful, I went to Helix Sleep. I was tired of the mattress I was sleeping on, and I got matched up to the right one for me at HelixSleep.com. And now we've partnered with them for HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. You take a quick quiz. You don't have to go into a mattress store. They will match up the right one for you with their 14 unique mattress models. I went from just being able to sleep on my back to also being able to sleep on my side which goes such a long way in keeping you asleep and making sure that you're rested and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. There's a 100 night risk-free trial. So if you don't like it for some reason, you're getting a full refund and they'll come pick it up for you. And now they're offering up to $350 off all mattress orders at helixsleep.com slash fightful and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash fightful. This is their best offer yet. It won't last long. With Helix better sleep starts now. Byron Saxon handled uh uh ring announcing duties by the way today guys. Uh Rogov says uh gave me some Bruce Buffer vibes. It was different. Like it would take some getting used to, but I thought I thought he did a good job. Uh and and you know, did well in a situation that isn't easy to always do well in. Shauna says, I love Sammy stealing the briefcase, Dean Ambrose style. I believe when Dean stole the case, they made that rule clear. I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot about it. Matt Hennessy. Thank you so much. You sent a very generous super chat earlier that I promise we're still getting to. He says with how compelling Drew's creative has been. Do you think he re-signs with WWE? I think that was his main thing. Cash and creative. He wanted good creative. And he obviously wants to make a lot of money. Who doesn't want to make a lot of money? So I think that the creative in which he has been presented and they have executed has been, it probably goes a long way in re-signing a guy like him. Andrew Brown says, what are the chances of Adam Pierce versus Nick Aldis? Uh, I think slim to none. I think if they were going to have Adam Pierce do a match, they would have before. Uh, Adam Pierce was a phenomenal wrestler for those of you who, uh, we're not familiar with his work. He was a really great NWA champion, as as was Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis very clearly still has it as well, but I don't think it's likely. Jonathan Corona sends a very generous super chat as well, says, I think the only way, if Punk does go to WWE, I think Michael Cole says this Survivor Series in Chicago has the best in the world, fans on the earth. With that hint, best in the world fans, are best fans in the world is what he's saying. Listen, I I see what you're saying, Jonathan. But as of now, I mean, I can tell you as of Monday. As of Monday, contacts in WWE were saying it is a firm no on CM Punk. Now, I know that there are still a few of you watching this that go, why would they tell a dirt cheat writer? Listen, there have been zero times. Zero times. I have reported that CM Punk will or will not be at Survivor Series because I do not know. However, WWE's internal stance to uh, executives, PR, higher-ups, producers, agents, writers, and talent. And I'm not talking about like some talent that just pops up on main event. Top talent was no. That's what they were telling people in the company. Now, November 22nd, 23rd, 24th rolls around. They change their mind. That can always happen. And I saw somebody say, oh, you're fence riding. No, I'm being realistic. Like, I, I'm not a dummy here. They do stuff like this all the time. Go back and look at how quickly they signed Dakota Kai last year before SummerSlam. Go look at how quickly they got Dakota Kai to EO Sky's title win. Very, very quickly. These are uh, breakneck speeds with some of these decisions. Rhea Ripley defeated Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe Stark. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this match. And usually, WWE does multi-person matches. I say that like every match isn't a multi-person match, but you you guys know what I mean. They do these, these scrambles, so to speak, I think pretty well. And I enjoyed this match an awful lot. Rhea Ripley wins with a riptide off the middle rope onto, uh, I can't remember who it was that got, that was getting pinned, but a phenomenal spot. Shayna Baszler has a submission on three people at the same time. Wonderful display of her abilities. Zoe Stark does a crazy ass dive with a really cool happy accident from the cameraman. <laughs> this is so great. So the cameraman takes a spill. And uh, Wade, Barrett, <laughs> Wade Barrett outs them about it as well. But as the cameraman is falling, he's still getting the shot to the very point that he falls on the ground and he catches everybody spilled out from the dive. That was so cool. Speaking of cool, Rhea Ripley exudes Star to such a stupid degree. Everything about her just screams WrestleMania main eventer. And she should be main eventing this upcoming WrestleMania with Becky Lynch. And then the next year, as things stand with me, I think she should be main eventing one of the nights of WrestleMania with Bianca Belair. Unless somebody else explodes into the, you know, explodes into booking like like Rhea Ripley has and just becomes insanely over. What a home run WWE has hit with her, and with her swinging the bat, she's the reason. She is so good. She's great as a manager. She is great as a wrestler. She is great as like a bit of a ring general, promo general, a second, any of that stuff. A backstage promo, she's good at that. She shot that look at Drew earlier in the night. They had her do this entrance, which I was like. God damn, how many Saudi Arabia druids y'all gonna have out here? It took them forever to walk everybody out. It was insane. It was Roman Reigns length. It took forever. When she came out, man, she looked like a megastar. So a thing I wanted to note because this was listed as 20 minutes internally. Like very I think that was with all the entrances and stuff, too. Because like Cody and Priest was listed as 20. And it didn't get anywhere near that with entrances and all that stuff. Um, Some interesting notes that I'll have to dissect based on our FightfulSelect.com rundown. Because these are the times that they listed internally. And uh, some of them were way off. Some of them were right on. And some of them were like, okay, is that with or without entrances? Uh, Rhea Ripley, at this point, I want to know what you guys think is next for her. Uh, Tony says, fine, five-way with the women. My question now is who's next before Becky? Uh, Like, honestly, who is a legit available threat now that she beat four of the top ones out of Becky? Uh, I want to see her wrestle not as Judgment Day's manager until Mania. Listen, buddy, I am with you. I'm with you. And at this point, uh, because K775 says, who do you think is next for Rhea, a new name, or do they continue with someone who didn't get pinned in the match? Probably knowing WWE, it's someone who didn't get pinned in the match. Um, there are so many things that I would love to see out of Rhea Ripley. Like, I like the idea that she defends her title against anybody and everybody. I wish she'd do it at the Royal Rumble. I wish she would defend her title in the Rumble. Like, she doesn't care. I'm I'm cool with that. I want her to not be afraid of anybody and to welcome every just unbelievable challenge that comes her way. I want her to be billed as the most dominant figure from a women's perspective in WWE history because she exudes that. She's good enough to, to pull that off. Like, if she came, if she showed up on Raw and said, you know what, I'll make it easy for you. This Royal Rumble isn't for a shot at WrestleMania. It's for a shot at my title. Well, I would believe it. And if she won, and she chucked every single person over, I'd buy that too. And they haven't done that yet. That's something they'll probably uh, hold in their back pocket for somebody else. But as I look at things, Zylee's feuding with Becky right now. Nikki's doing her own thing. You got the people that are involved. Trish could pop back up, but I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. I think there's still some meat on the bone with Raquel, but they've been there an awful lot. What I want them to do for whoever wins titles is to have ready challengers for them that are already already promoted in such a way that you go, damn, are they going to win that title? Are they going to finally end this title reign right now? SAS, as you think we'll see a women's WrestleMania main event in Philly. Feel like it'd be unfair for the women to not main event three years in a row. Well, I can tell you the line of thinking that, um, or the line of discussion that I got um, last it was this year was it doesn't it, that doesn't matter. It's who deserves it, and they felt like Kevin and Sammy deserved it. I think that right now. As of this moment, Rhea Ripley deserves it, and I think the best-suited opponent for her is Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch deserves it because she's a, a massive draw, as highlighted on NXT. She has uh, worked with a ton of people. She has made a ton of people better. So I would I would like to see that. Kyle says every post-show at WWE shill mentions that AEW can't book women and WWE puts over more women. AEW has actually started giving women their character work by pushing them more lately. Not enough, good enough yet much better. Someone like Mercedes would be huge there. Yes, she would. I don't want to make it an AEW versus WDB thing. Uh, I, I will say this. WDB has done a phenomenal job in recent weeks. Getting women on TV. Solo Sikoa versus John Cena. I had predicted John Cena to win this because of, you know, the, they had billed this as it, he hadn't had a televised singles win in a long time. Now, our friends over at Bet Online ag you'll hear me referencing them a lot. They had some interesting odds. Like, I would have personally put these odds way more in Cena's favor. They had Solo Sokoa and John Cena at even odds at minus 120 this week when we posted those. And Solo Sokoa beat John Cena. Now I want to make this clear. This match was not good. <laughs> it was not a wasn't like a great match or anything. It happened. I saw the Russell Purist guys and even myself joked, we're probably getting a Yokozuna match here. And by that I mean like 90, 95, 96. Grab the nerve, hold, hold it there for a while. This was more than what Austin Theory got out of John Cena, because that Austin Theory match outright sucked. It was bad. This one just happened. This was just a match that existed in the world. The, the Cena Theory match actively sucked. Cena did, you know, promotion for this match and, and, and did a lot of really good interviews and stuff uh, for it. Now, I, I don't know what Cena's future is, but they had him walking off like, uh, might be it, might be a while. He said this week he got a written like thumbs up from SAG, which is is great. Very very glad that he did that uh, before doing WWE. That he got approval from SAG during their strike. But here's the thing, man. Like the decision to have Solo
1: Sikoa beat John Cena is a good one. No complaints out of me. It's just one of those good
0: decisions that regardless of the regime, you're you're a bit surprised that WWE did, right? And it's different because it wasn't like WWE was beating you over the head with the thing they used to do, right? Where they go, oh, hey, you know that really shitty thing that we do all the time? We're going to do it. Do it. And then they don't. And you go, oh, woo, great but they tease that they're going to do the dumb, inept thing. I don't even think that Cena winning would have been dumb or inept. It's just there's very clearly not not as much, if any, of an upside to having him do that, having him beat Solo, as there is for Solo to beat him.
1: And then Solo just beats him, clean as a sheet, with like five Samoan spikes to the throat. Cool. Not a great match, but a great booking decision. John Cena,
0: boy, is he ever John Cena, right? Like, <laughs> I I think I saw Abu, or maybe it was Monty on Pierce It's like, you think we get a nerve hold? And I said, if, if we're lucky, Cena will sell it. One of my issues with John Cena is that he buries people on the mic of late, especially in ways that don't make sense. Like, he called solo a bargain basement taz and i know our own social media guy was like oh damn that was good I, I get those engagements sure but i was like
1: what i don't look at i don't see taz when i look at solo sekoa i mean i see some umaga in him he does the spike but i mean i i don't see that in him
0: when he was cutting the promo in Austin Theory, he's like, yeah, you may beat me, but you have to come back here to this crowd the next day, and they're going to hate you. And Austin Theory's like, they already hate me. Who gives a shit? Like, the way that he buries people on the mic doesn't make sense. And it's like he'll throw things in there, like Taz's name, and we go, oh, A-W.
1: he's an AEW. I don't, I don't get it. I'm glad that Cena has been around. I think that wrestling
0: is objectively better, more interesting, and has more of a light shine on it when Cena is around. Also, Cena ate that spike to the throat, and very clearly, he wasn't even down there selling it. He's like,
1: let's set up the next spot.
0: And I'm like, damn, bro. At that point, (laughs) listen, at that point, producers got to know better than to put that camera on John Cena on his face after a situation like that. you got to know better. You can't play yourself. Will says, SRS, you forgot this wasn't Super Cena. It isn't. We are, We are far removed from Super Cena, and that's good. But he also should have been putting people over a long time ago. And, I mean, he he did plenty of times. I don't, I don't want to act like he never did, but there were many other situations where he should have. Tony says, Why did the start of the scene in Solo remind me of the Captain Kirk Spock fight from the old Star Trek show? Listen, fellas, when it comes to Star Trek or Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars, I have listened to more albums from the record company Star Trek than I have watched movies or shows from Star
1: Trek or Star Wars. There you go. Tom Brady says, uh, when do you think we
0: see Orton? feel like they shouldn't do the mystery partner thing because of Punk. Um, I hope that we see him before Survivor Series. I think that would make an awful lot more sense to do it like that. Because if you set unrealistic expectations, then... People are going to expect that. that. When I had that conversation with the higher up after Fastlane, when they they were like, "Yeah, well, we expected to to be asked about it, and we don't want to set unrealistic expectations." And I said, "Well, you guys are you're teasing it on the air, you know, between Go to Sleeps and Seth's comments and Corey Graves' comments, like very clearly there have been some references, whether or not intentional. They say." They say, uh, unintentionally, but I'm like, okay, but you will say, uh, or you will see, notice that Corey Graves has not been bringing up those references of late. Ms. TV he has Ibrahim al Hajaj, I think I pronounced that correctly, uh, who is an actor. Uh, and somebody says, seen have been putting over people since 2017. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? I cannot believe you sent a super chat and said that.
1: Come on, man. Ever since John Cena hasn't been a full-time guy, he's been putting people over, man. He put Austin Theory over in a horrible match.
0: A horrible match. And before that, had like completely nonsensical bullshit. He put over Bray Wyatt in a Firefly Funhouse match that was, like, objectively fun. It was great.
1: Just a hoot. A hoot! But, like, he put over The Undertaker in a squash match at WrestleMania. Okay. Am I am I missing, like, any of the, the people the last few years that he's put over, like, big? I know
0: AJ and Finn Balor won some multi-person matches against him. What am I missing?
1: What am I missing here? I don't. I don't get it. He should have put over Nexus. Is who he should have put over. Put them over. How about that one? Anyway, Ibrahim Al Hajjaj. Somebody like. Miz still does the duck
0: face in 2023. I don't get it. Uh, Grayson Waller comes out, interrupts the show. Uh, he's yeah, they're, they're trying to turn Miz babyface a little bit by having people do to him exactly the things that he's done to people for a long time. Like Miz's whole thing has been him being rude and egotistical within the context of the show. Now other people are doing that to him, and like we're supposed to feel bad
1: for him. Not at all. I don't feel bad for this guy one bit. No. (laughs) Not at all.
0: Uh, Grayson Waller ends up attacking the guest, and then he and Miz fight a little bit. Okay. FightfulSelect.com had the report on Ibrahim. Will Chisholm says, Not gonna lie, my Mark Mind once seemed to be backstage, then Punk pops up just to see them smile. I bet they probably get along just fine. I think Cena is is so valuable to have on your show.
1: Like, I thought the use of him today was great. Thought it was wonderful. Didn't see it coming. Didn't expect it at all.
0: Pleasantly surprised. And, of course, there are many times where I wish Cena would have done this a long time ago. Like, he lost to Ziggler. He lost to uh, Daniel Bryan. Like, he did lose. Like, he put people over. Like, there's no saying that there's no saying that he didn't and you can't always have him
1: put people over because then what is it worth right there's a a longer discussion to be had there logan paul defeated ray mysterio
0: used a a pair of brass knuckles that was handed to by uh, one of his cronies jay miller says any reports on if logan will be around more often I believe he's supposed to work Survivor Series. He does not have a fight scheduled. He has made it very clear that WWE is a big priority for him right now. Uh, Anthony says, do you know if he'll be working a full-time schedule? Because I don't like the idea of two to three SmackDown titles being on part-time wrestlers. I would imagine he's going to be making the Survivor Series dates at the very least. And if you've even had him on TV a couple times before Survivor Series, that's a positive. He's going to be taking that title belt everywhere. He is going to be very, very proud of that title belt. He's going to be the right, a a right person to have that on. Tony says, I feel 50-50 on him winning the title. It was a good match, but long-term. Look at all the men title holders on SmackDown. Tag champs are really raw talent. Roman's never there. How often will be, will Paul be on SmackDown and defending it? I'm worried. I mean, listen, uh, Paul's got a pretty crazy travel schedule. If you've got a pretty crazy travel schedule, check out NordVPN. I've often talked about uh, how much of a pay per view buyer I am. Take that any way you want it, but I'll tell you how I take it NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Fastest VPN on the planet, global server network, all that good stuff. That's great. But a big, big reason why I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful is all the pay per views I buy. All the money we're spending, we're trying to control costs as a company, as a household. You can get those UFC pay-per-views at a fraction of the price you're paying here in America. Plus, you can get all kinds of great content that you wouldn't normally see... Thanks to those services as well. Shows that are on overseas services, things that you want to watch a little bit early so you get on that UK time and watch them. Being able to change the interfaces of things like the WWE Network, maybe you don't like Peacock, anything like that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that ability while having the fastest VPN on the planet. Also, you just get so much more out of your internet experience with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Subscribe to to Fight and AEW Plus. Watch AEW without commercials. Uh, Watch bare-knuckle boxing. Watch UFC pay-per-views, boxing pay-per-views at the rates they're getting over in the UK. Change your virtual location with just one click. And hey, if you need any help using it, they got that 24-7 tech support. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. So Logan Paul wins the title against Rey Mysterio. I think uh, we all kind of saw this one coming. BetOnline AG had Logan Paul as one of the top favorites on the show. And I think that Logan Paul just showed an awful lot of savvy in this match. Uh, also, it's very clear he studies Hangman Page's offense. He does like the Buckshot Lariat. He does the Moonsault Follow Away Slam. Like it's very, very clear. There's some hangman influence there. If not by him, then his trainers. Uh, Shane Helms works with him a ton, by the way. like Shane Helms does not get nearly enough credit for helping Logan Paul get ready to the level in which he is, which Shane has also said that there's very few people that he's experienced that have been more ready than Logan Paul. He also made the best of a bad situation with a springboard moonsault that Ray did. Now, I don't know if it was Logan Paul being out of place or Ray Mysterio not getting enough air, but Logan Paul stepped in, caught him in the power slam, picked him back up and hit the move. Very, very good stuff there. The match was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't anywhere near like his best match or anything like that. His being Logan Paul, I think we know, <laughs> I think we know this wasn't going to be Rey's best or anything like that, but it, you know, it existed. I thought this this show really peaked early, and this might have been the second best match on the show. Logan ends up winning by cracking Ray with the Nux midair. And afterwards, he's like, listen, I did what I had to do. And Ray was like, you know what you did. You know what you did. And Logan's like, I, I don't know, man. Just did what I had to do. You're a legend. You're a legend, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, Now, the the big question marks are Logan Paul, this title and how often he's going to be on TV. The way that Logan Paul had made it sound was that he's going to be around a bit. They had him doing media immediately following this. They had him as soon as he got backstage in a room doing virtual media with a bunch of people right out of the gate. So it's very clear that they're wanting to publicize this to an extreme degree, which is why you put the title on him to begin with because of of who he is and and the, the type of attention uh, that you want on this title, your brand, and Logan Paul holding that title. I'm fine with it. I think he gets wrestling. He gives a lot of attention to it. It's a title belt in which kind of... Passed around anyway. Austin Theory held this thing forever. Not a big deal there. I'm more interested in what's, as to what's next. This match didn't really make me go, oh, damn, you know, I want to see another one. I got to see more out of these two. Ray's great. Logan Paul's great in the ring. It's just there's nothing that makes me go, damn, I got to see some more of this. <clears throat> I am very interested in... uh What's up with uh, EO Sky and Kyrie Sane, though? Uh, Stellar Justin Lopez says LA Knight versus Paul at Mania 40. Book it. Yeah, that's, that's what I would like to see next. LA Knight involved in something with Logan Paul. Will Chisholm says Cena did put over Nakamura that time he gave Cena that New Japan bump on his neck.
1: That's true, he did.
0: Oh, that sleeper soup. Like, that's why they couldn't do that move for a while. So EO Sky defeated Bianca Belair and Kyrie is back again. This was another match that was like, okay, it happened. Matt Hennessy sent a bomb ass. Super chat that said, great to see Kyrie Sane back. Glad they brought her back as a heel. She's better as a babyface. Love them referencing the sky pirates from NXT. Bringing up that Bailey was responsible for taking Sane out of WWE. Great stuff. So that's the story of this match fine the story is Kyrie sane is going to be back uh we had reported months ago that Kyrie sane was scheduled to be back in wwe pw insider reported this week that she could be back as soon as crown jewel guess what she was she attacks bianca belair uh costs her the match gets eo sky the win and uh broadway joe echoes what fightful selected reported as well that eo and Kyrie could be getting two more members there was a uh a Reddit insider that also had mentioned that as well. And we, we've heard that there has been discussion about that. Uh, any guesses? Uh, Saray Sor- and Oscar are the ones that, you know, kind of make sense in that capacity. But I would like it because they said it's one that nobody will see coming. Ooh, like if they somehow got Mariah May or somebody instead of AEW, I think that'd be a nice one. But as Matt Hennessy pointed out,
1: The Sky Pirates were a thing, but also Asuka and Kyrie were a thing. What's Asuka doing
0: right now? All right. And then Bailey sidelined Kyrie from action. I'm glad that Matt brought that up. So now
1: EO's buddy, Bailey, is just standing there like that meme, (laughs) like, uh,
0: what, this is awkward. And you don't know what Kyrie's motivations are. Now, Kyrie hit her beautiful elbow. I'm so glad to see her back. Uh, listen, I, I'm glad that she spent time in Japan and, and got to do that and all that. WWE wanted to keep her. WDB wanted her to lead the charge with NXT Japan. They wanted her last year, as FightfulSelect.com reported. They couldn't get her. But, uh, Matt, I'm with you. This this raises some interesting storyline plot points and some question marks. Steven says, Love Saints return. Any possible returns soon? They're working on Saray and, I don't know, AOP have been under a deal for a while. Can you give us any hints on the names to join EO and Kyrie? Great to see Kyrie back. Hopefully, she's booked better this time around. I have asked. I've asked. But uh, if I had that information, oh, I'd post it on Fightful Select immediately. I'll work on it. Will says, I don't think it hurts to put EO and Kyrie together because they were a team in Japan and NXT. I love Bailey's face saying,
1: damn, that's my my friend. <laughs> Real friend. Yeah. Uh Darren Walker says, Sean, I didn't see Crown Jewels. Medusa right that Charlotte sound
0: signed a new five year deal or close to. I can find that out. I can get that information uh pretty soon. I would be signed if I'd be shocked if she signed it in the past month or so because WWE has not uh, approached a lot of their talent regarding new contracts. They've signed some people that started with uh, Brian Pillman, Jr. Lexus King, uh, Nia Jax, Kyrie Sane. like they've brought some people back in, but I haven't necessarily heard that they are uh re-signing talent yet. I think there's some other people that they kind of got to get done in that sense. But I am made of questions about EO and Bianca. DNC Digital says, do you see Logan making more appearances? As great as the roster is, I don't think it's a a good look for both SmackDown men's champions to be part-timers. Yeah, I think he will. I don't see him doing house shows or anything, but I think he'll probably make SmackDown. Uh, Just as a hunch. Speaking of a hunch, Cody Rhodes defeated Damian Priest. This got the crowd cooking, man. This match was okay, but... Damn, they got the crowd going for this match. The crowd loves Cody Rhodes. Jesus Christ, this guy is perpetually over and should, right now, be the WWE champion. There ain't no reason. I'll rant about that momentarily. I'll rant about WWE not putting the title on him in a bit, but Cody is so perpetually over he gets the win. Of course, he's getting the win. But Damian Priest, you know, he's distraught, right? Like he doesn't have his briefcase.
1: He's losing. Oh, man. He is... It, Cody Rhodes
0: is so clearly the guy, right? And I've had people that have had the balls to say to me, well, then what? Then what? He wins, then what? Well, I don't know. Maybe. On your scripted professional wrestling television show, you have other people that are built up so effectively that they pose a threat to the level in which people will buy PLEs and go to shows. Someone that, or some bodies that are so good, so protected, so on a roll that you look at it and you go, God damn, Cody Rhodes just won that title, but is he about to lose it again? Like, Are they just going to reset it? He got that moment, and then that moment is so quickly pulled out from under the rug. It's scripted. You can do that. (laughs) I think Damian Priest is incredible. Listen, go back to see my ROH reviews, my NXT reviews. I said for a long time this guy would be really, really great on WWE main roster, and he is the glue of so much in the ring in promos in factions singles tag team doesn't matter what it is this guy gets it done this guy always finds a way to get it done and have really really good matches and um hmm. you got the judgment day coming out jay uso makes the save i'm glad to see there's going to be a little bit more on the bone to the cody Rhodes jay uso thing as well especially after that presser. Could you have imagined somebody asking them about CM Punk at that presser with Jey Uso up <laughs> there grunting? Jesus Christ, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, Will says, don't forget Bailey took out Kyra when she left WDB. Yeah, that's the main plot point there. Oh. We're heading down the home stretch, guys. Get your thumbs ups in. Get your super chats. Get your humper chats in. Last reminder, FightfulSelect.com. Please support us. We'll have more news on this show on
1: Fightful Select. But um
0: Roman Reigns defeated LA Knight to retain the WWE Universal Championship. Bagarov says another lame Roman interference match. So boring. LA looked great though. Good luck with your charity match. People need to chill out and move on. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to do a lot of plugging of the match, but I do have a match. uh, My first wrestling match in six years against Shaza McKenzie, black label pro December 2nd. Uh, I, in lieu of being paid for that, I have asked black label pro and they've agreed to make a donation to NAMI, which is the national Alliance on uh, mental health or mental illness, I would really, really encourage you guys to do that as well. I've done some work with NAMI in the past. I've done their NAMI walks every year since, gosh, since I can remember. They have a lot of really, really useful resources that have helped out some loved ones of mine, that have helped helped out some friends of mine. It would mean an awful lot to me to do that. Now, uh, I'll save any discussion about that match for other shows that uh, people can easily avoid. But thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. And I would really like to encourage you guys to donate because NAMI is phenomenal. KE775 says, seven months later, you're right about Roman. There was zero reason for him to still be champion, especially with his matches being so redundant. That was my thing. His matches were redundant. And also, I don't know if it was an error, but just a little. They said only Hogan and Bruno have had title reigns longer than Roman. Well, that's not true. Bob Backland did. And even if they started to count the Enoki reign, which they should, what Backland had after that was also longer than Romans. Now, my fear is we get to Mania. It's very clear Cody should go over. And then they go, we're going to get him past Hogan. Now, I hear people saying, oh, he's got to break Hogan's record. What record? Hogan doesn't have a record, Hogan has a really long reign that's it there is no record unless you're saying the record since 1981 well then it's a record the the record of the last 40 years okay well then be that with an asterisk a qualifier bruno's got the record it's seven years if roman reigns holds the title that long something terribly has gone wrong in this day and age under no circumstances that i can imagine should someone hold a title for seven years you got tv every single week you got ple's every single month it's not off tv regional and uh, largely in the garden but we got another roman reigns decent match with interference finish change the record change the record now there will be some bad faith arguments on Twitter saying, oh, they're doing what they're designed to do. They're getting you so mad about the interference. No, man. I don't want to watch because of the interference. I don't want to watch the same episode with a different character across the screen from Roman Reigns again.
1: Three plus years. This has been going on. Phenomenal rain. Uh, one of the one of my favorite.
0: Storylines that I've seen Sammy and the Bloodline really good stuff. WrestleMania should have ended with Cody Rhodes winning the WWE title, and they should have had people prepared for him to face after that. Roman Reigns goes into a downward spiral, blaming the Bloodline, and he feuds with the Bloodline, which is a lot of what he did anyway. He has two televised title matches in the last
1: 7 months since wrestlemania LA Knight held his own LA Knight did well if
0: you've ever watched LA Knight back in TNA you knew he could do it yeah there there were, there's always going to be some spots with LA Knight where his he gets a little ahead of his athleticism cuz he you know he looks great he can talk he can do all this he's capable of a lot of things but Everybody gets a little ambitious uh, now and then, but I thought this was a really good match for him, especially. It's just the end of the match is what the end of the match always is for Roman Reigns.
1: And if, that, if it was just going to be more of that, I don't know why we needed to continue this. Now,
0: I don't think that every story like Cody's needs to have an immediate or definite ending such as that. But, I mean, they've they've had him spinning his wheels against Judgment Day. Okay. We'll see how it develops. Will Chisholm says, WWE might be getting a new women's faction with Kyrie. Yep, yep, quite possibly. Quite possibly, Will, and I think that'd be good. I think it'd be good to have somebody in there against damage control. Odds awesome. on Will Osprey joining WWE based on that tweet. I, listen, I'll give you my percentages. I think it
1: is 40% WWE. I think it is, or, or sorry, 40%. Let me rephrase. I think it's 50% AEW. 20%
0: WWE. 15% TNA and 15% New Japan. There we go. I think I got him right. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Hey, it's Matt. He says, I'm tired of Roman being called the GOAT. Man has had 10 televised matches in 2023. All of them involving his cousins. Yeah, and again, you will you will be gaslit into believing that it's supposed to be the heat.
1: You're getting worked
0: by the heat. No, man, you can just be tired of seeing that shit. Nick Beasley Wrestling wraps us up and says, Logan Paul as a champion. How are you feeling about it? Also, can you tell us about Seth responding to Osprey? Uh, I'll ask Luis to check the uh, Streamlabs Humper Chats before uh, we get going. Uh, but I would love Osprey in WWE. I'd love Osprey really wherever. But I think he's going going to go to uh, AEW. Uh, he Now, Seth responded and says the water is warm to Will Osprey who sent eyeball emojis. Mm. I mean things are much more diplomatic between them than you would expect considering some of the little beefs they've had online. But um I mean it's it's Seth actively recruiting. That's what it is. He wants to work Will Osprey, who wouldn't want to work Will Osprey. Matthew Hook says Roman isn't losing that title anytime soon. So boring.
1: You're right. You're right. Mania, hopefully.
0: Will Chisholm says Triple H doing your idea. How many times you said that AEW should do a Japanese women's faction with Sheeta? Um, I yeah, I, I thought so as well. Especially white mob, white suit mob boss Sheeta. I think that would have gone. Really, really well, and I mean, yeah, there's still time. You could always still do that, but uh, as as things stand now, they've clearly got other plans for for Sheeta. Patrick says, uh, "What do you think it'll take for wrestling to be accepted accepted in the mainstream again, like the '80s and '90s?" Uh, so, I mean, I think that a few years ago they were doing a pretty good job of it. I think it is more accepted in the mainstream than probably ever. It is. It is diminished and minimized far less now than it was in the 90s even the 80s like there are a lot of people that forever it's like "Eh, it's fake it's fake it's fake all that stuff like listen you like action movies so i I don't think it gets minimized now i think it's been accepted into, into the lexicon of of mainstream media pretty well apex caliber says how is it still called the undisputed title uh, because WDB doesn't have a damn clue what they're doing when it comes to that, I don't know why. Don't know why, but it shouldn't be. Guys, I want to say thank you all so much again. Please donate to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, that is where I would I would like any donations. Hey, even if you want to troll me, send a little donation to them. I would appreciate it. The show is brought to you by NordVPN.com/slash/Fightful. Listen. You can uh, avoid paying for a Sunday ticket by just getting NordVPN.com slash FIFL and changing your regional area. It's very nice. HelixSleep.com slash FIFL. I use that mattress in my own home. I truly love it. And FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business. Try it one month. If you don't like it, I'm still going to ask you to subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Big thank you to our moderator, Luis. It means so much, the work that he does. Oh, we got last one. Nick Beasley says, Will he lose it after the Rock match or before that match happens? Well, I hope if they do the Rock match, it's before. But also, I feel like him losing it on a stage that isn't WrestleMania takes away just a little bit when you had Cody ready to win it at WrestleMania. I don't need to see Roman Reigns versus The Rock for the title. All I need is to see them for the tribal chief, the head of the table of that family. They have established that, that is very important. That's what I think he should have been defending this whole year. He loses the title to Cody at Mania. Then Jay goes, you're not the head of the table anymore. I am. Then The Rock shows up and goes, no, none of you have ever been the head of the table. I've been giving you movie roles and sponsorships and, and, Raising your arm in Philly. I could go on and on and on. Guys, thank you
1: all so much. Until next time, we're out.